Hi, and welcome back to Reflect Forward. I'm your host, Carrie Siggins, and I am so glad you are here today. Today is an advice from a CEO episode, and we are going to talk about how to stay calm under pressure because this is what leaders need to do, right? We are under a tremendous amount of pressure, of stress, of responsibility, of commitment, and it can make us feel anxious and we can feel stressed. It might even make you feel like you need to panic sometimes. My last episode of a CEO, I talked about what I do when I'm feeling anxious. Uh, And so this kind of ties into that. It inspired me to to create an episode on, on how to stay calm under pressure, especially when crappy things happen. And they are going to, right? As leaders, we are constantly dealing with you know, with employee issues, with product issues, with customer issues, and we might find ourselves like close to the edge. And a lot of times we have to make decisions when we're under stress. And if you are like me um, and you have made a decision under stressed in that panic mode, you might be going like, jeez, like, why did I do that? I just wish that I would have stayed more calm. I wish that I would have slept on it. I wish I wouldn't have said that. And that's where this whole practice of remaining calm under pressure really comes into play. And it is a practice, right? Um, I have spent many, many, many years of my leadership, um, not cool, calm and collected, right? Making emotional decisions. And I've learned the hard way that most of the time, it's just not an effective way to be, it's not an effective way to make decisions. So in my opinion, staying calm under pressure is key to surviving these turbulent times. Choosing to respond thoughtfully rather than emotionally will absolutely help you create a more intentional outcome. And when you create intentional outcomes, that leads to lower stress, it leads to better relationships, it leads to higher productivity. Um, I know I've shared my story of getting feedback of you think you're a disruptive leader, but really you're just erratic and how grateful I am for that feedback because I was like, I am never going to be called erratic again. Um, I do not want to lead that way. I do not want to lead in a way that is hard on my team. And so that's when I committed to always being cool, calm, and collected. And I will tell you that it has changed everything. In fact, I was just talking to one of my executive leadership team members, and he also has been practicing the cool, calm, and collected method of leading. He's like, my stress is so much letter- lower. I just don't get like anxious about anything or stress about anything. He's like, I spent most of my career stressed. And when I just choose to like say, I'm not going to react in this, I'm going to lead with stability and calmness. I feel so much better. My team feels so much better. It's way better. So that's why I wanted to share this today because I do think it is a really important um, leadership trait for us to have. I will say that I have definitely freaked out in my leadership years and it has never made anything better. Freaking out literally never makes anything better. I love the way that Brene Brown puts it. Um, She shares this in one of her podcasts and she shares it even better in her um, series, The Power of Vulnerability, where she's speaking. It's on audio and audible. I I talked about it in one of my past podcasts, but she says this, she's like, when you want to freak out about something, first ask yourself, do I have enough information to freak out? Right? So the example she gives, you know, she learns that there's going to be layoffs. And so 
she's like, oh my gosh, there's going to be layoffs and, and everybody, you know, a thousand people are going to go. And what does this mean? Do you think I am? And a person responded to her, well, how did you hear about these layoffs? Well, I, you know, so-and-so told me, well, how did that person learn about it? Well, you know, I think he heard it from somebody. Well, did, you know, uh, the CEO of the company talk about it? Did HR talk about it? Well, no. Okay. So do you actually have real information about this layoff? Well, no. So do you have enough information to freak out? Probably not. So I love that story that she shares because we are so good at exaggerating stories and turning nothing into something that, um, that we can freak out with really not enough information. So I love it. So do you have enough information to freak out? And even if you do have enough information to freak out, will freaking out make things better? And the answer is like always no. <laughs> freaking out is never going to make anything better. And I know that to be very true from experience. The times that I have gotten emotional and made a emotional decision or freaked out, um, it has never made things better. It usually has made things worse. So anyway, just throwing that out there. Okay. So cool, calm, and collected. What does that mean? I love the Wikipedia definition of calmness. And it says it is the mental state of peace of mind, being free from agitation, excitement, or disturbance. It also refers to the state of serenity, tranquility, or peace. Does that sound wonderful? Serenity, tranquility, and peace. So that's what cool, that's what being cool, calm, and collected is all about. How do you create a situation, your mind, a situation free from agitation, excitement, disturbance, instead of serenity, tranquility, peace, right? We are going to make better decisions, especially high stake decisions. We're going to respond to high stress situations when better when we are in a state of calmness. We are going to get better outcomes when we approach things in a calmness. Who doesn't want that? So cool, calm, and collected. And if you are not cool, calm, and collected, then maybe you need to pause and wait until you are to be able to respond in a better way, right? Freaking out never helps. Cool, calm, and collected. That is how to deal with high-stress situations, right? Your employees need stability. They need calmness when they are freaking out. So you've got to be that anchor for them. Cool, calm, and collected. It is the best mantra to have out there. It's changed my leadership style. All right, so how do you stay cool, calm, and collected? How do you stay cool when under pressure? Number one, stay present, right? We talk about deep breathing. I've talked about that in several episodes. Deep, take a deep breath. Think about your feet, right? My, my, my life coach uh, that I worked with years ago taught me this. Feel them on the floor, wiggle your toes, right? Breathe deep into your belly. Just do it right now. Just feel your feet on the floor, wiggle your toes against the floor, and take a deep breath. Man, that is such a fast way to be present. Like I'm super excited about this podcast and I just immediately calm down by doing that. Staying present in your body will help you stay out of your head. When you are in your head, it's a dangerous place to be when your stress level is high. So staying present just simply means that you are paying attention to what's happening in the moment. You're breathing, you're listening, you're asking questions, you're letting the situation unfold. You might have thoughts and fears and anxieties pop up, but you let these emotions come and go. Instead, you just refocus your attention on what's happening now. I feel my feet on the floor. I'm taking some deep breaths and I am letting the situation happen. Staying present. Number one trick 
when you are in a high pressure situation and you don't want to freak out. Number two, ask questions. This is the, like my secret trick for everything. Ask questions. When I'm feeling upset about something, ask questions. When I'm feeling excited about something, ask questions. When I want to like shove my opinion into something, ask questions. Asking questions does two things. First, it helps you understand the situation better, right? Because remember that whole story of, do we have enough information, right? We're usually freaking out about something that we don't have the full information. So if you ask questions, you're going to understand the situation better. With a deeper understanding, you're going to jump to fewer conclusions and you're going to tell yourself fewer narratives, false narratives, incorrect narratives that make you freak out over nothing. With knowledge comes understanding. It's really important, right? You want to come from a place of understanding. You want to come from a place of facts in a high pressure situation, not emotion. Second, asking questions allows time to process um, so you don't say something that you might regret later. So when dealing with conflict, for example, which is a high pressure situation, I say, well, what did you mean by that specifically? Can you give me a little bit more information on that? Why did you use that word, right? That helps them, one, give more information, and two, stops me from talking and saying something that I'm going to regret. When I'm dealing with myself in an anxious situation in a high stress situation, I ask myself, why am I really feeling this way? Do I have enough information to make a decision right now? Do I have to make a decision right now? What can I do to pause and give myself that time that I need to make a better decision, right? Those are all questions that you can ask, whether it's another person or ask of yourself. Number three, avoid the downward spiral, right? We all go this, right? Right. What if X, Y, Z happens? What will I do? What if I get in trouble? What if I get fired? How will I survive? What will people think? These are the downward spiral what if questions, and they will lead you to a panic if you let them consume you. So instead, call upon knowledge and experience, or if you need to, go talk to somebody who you admire and respect. So first, call on that past experience, right? Think about a mistake that you made in the past. How did you handle it? What did you do? What was the outcome? How did you handle it gracefully? Right? Usually we blow stories up into to things that aren't going to be true. And if we just remember about the past mistakes that we've made, because all of us have made them, and we go, okay, you know what? I survived that. I actually really learned from that. If you're coming to blank on something like that, go talk to a person who you admire or think about a person who you would admire. What would this person do? Right? So I use John Wolgamont, um, who is one of the co-founders of Stone Age. He is one of the most generous people I have ever met. He handles everything in stride. It is truly remarkable. And I aspire to be like him in so many ways. And so I asked myself, well, what would John do in this situation, right? How would he handle this? How would he not get upset? And how do I, would I emulate that? And that helps me when I um, don't really know what to do when I find myself spinning in that down, downward spiral. So hopefully that is a helpful, um, helpful tip. Number four, change negative language to positive. Oh my gosh, this is such a great trick in every single situation. Um, when we use negative language, we add more stress to a situation. And when we're in a stressful situation, we do tend to use more negative language to describe what's happening, right? I can't do this. I'm going to fail. We can't overcome this as a company. We really screwed up. Man, I blew it. I did all these horrible things. And this type of language leads to self-fulfilling prophecies. I love Henry Ford's statement. If you think it, it will be, right? Our thoughts, our words, 
are our experiences. So if we don't want to experience something negatively, then change our thoughts and our words to something positive. So instead of thinking through it in a really negative fashion, acknowledge the difficulty of the situation and then think about how you're going to get through this. This is a really stressful, this is a really stressful situation, but I know I'm going to figure it out. If I stay calm and I think through this, I'm going to come up with a great solution. I am angry and I'm hurt, but I know that I can overcome this, right? It's not denying how you feel. It's not denying the severity of the situation, right? When you are in a high pressure situation, those things are very real, but you're changing the negative language to positive. Instead of I can't, I can. Instead of it will never, it will. And it will help you reframe your mindset and it will help other people reframe their mindset. So change negative language into positive language. And then finally, number five, always take time. Take a two to a 24 hour cool down period. If you find yourself in a stressful situation and you want to hammer out an email, send out an angry text, go off on the person in front of you, just stop. Give yourself that cool down period. Take a walk. Do not respond and see how you feel a few hours later. I have found that if I wait 24 hours, my responses, if I choose to even respond, because sometimes some things aren't worth even talking about, the less emotional I get, the more thoughtful and professional I am, right? So literally stop yourself from having an angry or emotional response. Give yourself that cool down period. See if you even need to have a response. Sometimes all you just need to do is process the emotions and you'll be okay. I know that when I do this, I have better outcomes. I have healthier relationships. I feel less judgmental about myself and others. And so it's a really powerful tool to be able to have. Give yourself two to 24 hours and then decide how do I want to respond to this? Now, I am not advocating for ignoring conflict. I always think that you need to address conflict. You need to follow back up. I am simply suggesting that a cool down period creates that clarity and some room for you to figure out how you're really feeling and to give thought to how you want to respond rather than react. It's important to make sure that you do follow up, address issues, communicate effectively, and resolve issues productively. And that's why giving yourself this cool down period is really important. All right. So those are my five tips on staying cool under pressure. Uh, um, hopefully it's helpful for you. Uh, these are the things I do when I am feeling stressed um, and feeling the pressure of a high stakes situation. Okay. On to my question of the week. So my question of the week comes from a fellow leader of another Colorado company. She reached out to me and she's like, I am so tired of the regular old boring icebreaker questions. What is your favorite icebreaker question? And so this one seems really easy um, and maybe you've used it before, but it is, what is your, what was your worst job? This question is really amazing. You learn a lot about people and they get to talk about, you know, their first job when they were kids and what it was like, what they experienced. Maybe it was something funny that happened. Maybe it was something that was traumatic that happened, but we can all think back to what our worst job was. And we can bond over similar shared experiences. So if you're looking for a good icebreaker question, ask that. What's the worst job that you have ever had? 
I'm not going to share mine here today. Um, it is an interesting story. Maybe someday I'll share it, but probably not. Um, but uh, but I do have one of those uh, worst job uh, stories that will stick in my mind forever. And, uh, and it's definitely one that makes people laugh when I share it. All right. So that is it for today uh, for this advice from a CEO episode on Reflect Forward. I hope that you enjoyed it. If you like this uh, podcast, please share it, subscribe to it on YouTube, um, write a review, rate it. Um, it always helps with the algorithms. I really appreciate it. Thanks so much. We'll see you next week.